Welcome to Main Street Banking, a podcast for community bankers brought to you by the Barrett School of Banking and ICBA Securities. My name is Byron Earnhardt, and I'm the Programming Director at Barrett. It is our mission here to serve the community banking industry with information that is informative, relevant, and hopefully we'll have a little fun along the way. So, from Memphis, Tennessee, home of banking, blues, and barbecue, welcome to our little corner of the community banking world. And we hope that we can make your bank, your staff, or maybe just even your day a better one. Okay, everybody, welcome back to the Main Street Banking Podcast. Uh, got a longtime uh, buddy of mine on here who uh, reached back out to me on LinkedIn to tell me some, uh, bring me up to speed on what's going on in his life. And as he and I got to, to chat and um, like any podcaster, uh, always hunting content. I said, Jacob, this is something I want to talk about, man. So we have uh, Jacob Bauer, uh, the Director of Strategic Partnerships at Array Software, uh, bringing us up to speed on a topic that I'm pretty passionate about, and that's getting out and serving our communities. And we've got a really great conversation going around it. So I hit record. Uh, so Jacob, <laughs> t- tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about Array. Thank you, Byron. Um, well, I, uh, I've spent my career in fintech. It's funny. I actually started at a branch at a bank and then, uh, very quickly moved over to technology sales where I learned how to work with banks. Um, and, and it sort of turned into this thing where I became quite a fintech nerd (laughs) and, uh, um, really spent a lot of my time teaching banks how to buy and how to work with fintechs, how to ask the right questions to fintechs or develop an internal strategy for working with fintechs that may involve things like legal and compliance and procurement, because all those things are so important as you look to bring on new vendors. And during that process, as I was doing a lot of innovation and consulting work with institutions, I met a company called Array, and it really just stuck with me. Um, the product and, and the messaging around the product. It was just something that really resonated. So uh, I linked up with Martin Toha, our CEO, and, and got to work. And so, um, you know, it's been fun since I've joined and my role's been kind of fluid as it relates to, you know, doing things from a marketing perspective, doing things from a product perspective, uh, working directly with the banks, but also with strategic partners like cores and digital banking providers out there, which hence the title strategic partnerships uh, really comes from. Yeah, cool. No, I get it, man. And uh, I like the way you, <clears throat> you phrased uh, in, in our conversation of, um, you know, providing something like a credit karma for the community banking customers. I think, yep. I think that all of us as uh, you and I both have been in the branch, talked to our customers, had to unofficially, and I'm putting it in air quotes for, <clears throat> for those listening at home, uh, unofficially kind of talk to people about their credit reports and help them understand it. That gets into a whole lot of issues uh, with that, but we've all, I mean, let's face it, we've all done it. I like the idea that you all have within the app, of uh, the, the bank's app provided that kind of credit counseling um, for the customer, and then being able to give the banks the opportunity to um, to reach out. So tell me a little bit about 
why it's a good thing for the customers to have that information. And then later on, let's talk about what that does for the bank. So, you know, how does this help the bank customer? How does this idea help the bank customer? So this is not like a new function per se for the customer. The customer has been using, um, you know, free tools out there like Credit Karma, like annualcreditreport.com for quite a while. And I'm sure you're all familiar with those companies and may even use them yourselves for the bankers out there listening. The difference is, is that now you, the community bank, are providing this to your customers. And what that then leads to is keeping the customers engaged in your app, retaining those customers because you're providing them with extra special tools that make you unique in the market. And last but not least, getting access to information about those customers and the story that is told within their credit report to ultimately serve them better with the products that you offer at your institution. The reason it's important for the customer is because everybody needs to know their credit score because, I mean, that's just how lending works in the U.S. Right. They pull, they pull scores from the credit bureaus. And so having a better understanding of that, what does that mean? Why is your score the way that it is? What are the things that you can do to um, try to push it in the right direction, right? Those are all things that everyone should have access to. That's why we say like democratize data, because this is, this is a really important thing. Access to capital is really, really important. If you don't have a grasp of that, then um, you know, you're at a disadvantage. So what in this context of community banking, we're taking it from a one-by-one conversation that bankers are having and sending people to annual credit report or sometimes even credit karma. And now taking that functionality and doing something at scale for the institution and partnering with the digital banking provider to make it all really seamless for the customer. Well, and I think we've seen in the banking industry, I mean, going back years uh, when, you know, when bank websites and online banking first came on the power of calculators and getting <laughs> them. Yeah, we, we all remember those. I still, yep. shoot, I still use them. Uh, I guess I'm that old, but the, uh, but being able to say, okay, I want to save this by retirement, or if I borrow this, what's the payment, et cetera. Now taking that same concept and giving the, your customer the ability to say, okay, my credit score isn't where it needs to be. What can well, I do? What can I do to fix it? How do I go about doing that? Well, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because the calculator is important for the user, right? They want right. to understand well what might happen with this or that or how much money do I need to save. But at the same time, for the bank, they're now getting insight about the customer of what they actually care about, right? If you're putting an auto loan calculator together, that means you care about an auto loan. So somebody right. should give you a call and, and you know let you know what the offer at the bank is, or maybe they send you an email or a mail or however they're doing marketing today, right? Right. It's the same thing within a reg. If you're running simulations around what would happen to your credit score if you took out this auto loan, now I know, let's call Byron, he's buying a car. So there's a lot of it's, it's, it's both, right? It's highly engaging and highly valuable to the consumer. But at the same time, that data, the intent data and the use of credit attributes to, um, in, through our offers engine, then allows you to get to know the customer better. So that recommended action, whether that be to offer a product, 
or help somebody with credit counseling is, um, you know, a lot easier to understand because a lot of institutions that we talk to, when we ask them about their marketing program, it's almost based on a calendar that they've done for the last, you know, 10 years, right? Okay. Well, every December we're offering credit cards and every spring we're offering HELOCs and, you know, that's, going to work to an extent because just generally, yeah, that is the time when these products right. are sold, yeah. but it's, it's really about going deeper into the intent of the user or the, you know, the customer. Right. And, and at that point, now, you know, that your marketing budget's being spent wisely and you should send that email, you should send that mail, or you should make that call because the data shows that not only is it relevant, but they'd be approved for that loan. Yeah. And I think some of the other uh, things that, that you all do to put that into the power, you know, something that gets kind of rehashed and rehashed and rehashed a lot is uh, identity theft and the importance yep. of credit score monitoring, uh, issuing the credit disputes. And, you know, short of a bank, you know, having something that's off the shelf, but completely third party, there's really not a whole heck of a lot that we can do. But putting the idea, like what you said, and I love this phrase, democratizing the data, um, giving the customers one place, your bank, to work on credit disputes, work. I mean, I've, you know, there's not a lender listening to this that had pulled a credit report. The credit's terrible. They talk to their (laughs) customer about it and they're like, I didn't do that. Well, I mean, I got to go with what the credit report says, but here are the steps for the customer to leave the bank, go do something else and then come back to me. Look, yep. go do your calculator on your auto loan. Something bad happened on your credit report. Go over to the site about credit disputes. And the, I call it the do right, but the ethical part of the bank doing that is truly serving the community. And I love that feature. Don't know if it gets talked about, but I'll, you know, talk, you know, I, I think that's a key part of the customer experience with credit data. Yep. So, so, to that end, right, there's there's all these different alerts that we provide to the user if, if anything's being compromised. Um, there's also a full suite of identity monitoring tools where we're monitoring on a number of sources and on the dark web for social security numbers, up to five passports for the family, other bank accounts. So the way that we see a lot of the banks using those products is not in every case, just offer this to everyone if they're a customer of the bank, but to use it strategically and offer this to key customers, um, you know, people who have a mortgage with us or small business customers, right? It's like you run your business, we've got your back. When you open an account with so and so community bank, you'll also get identity protection up to one million in identity insurance and identity restoration services. So, ways to sort of take all the different modules modules that we have and then rebundle them so that they're strategic with the bank's priorities as it relates to customer acquisition or loan growth um, is, is really how we're thinking about it. And I would say one more thing that we're working on is actually being able to charge monthly for these types of bundles um, to create non-interest income for the bank as well. Excellent idea. We all be, that, that's another soapbox <laughs> for Byron is generating non-interest income. Seems how that's the make or break number on the financial statements. We, we've seen fees race to the bottom, right? Nobody yeah. can 
build up an account that's worth paying for anymore. But if you look at LifeLock, right, that's a business out there that is an absolute cash cow because people care about identity protection. Right. That means that consumers will pay for that. So there's a way to sort of build back up a fee structure around an account that's actually worth paying for. And either have them send their check not to your bank or send the check to your bank or the <laughs> yeah exactly so, they're gonna uh, they might pay for it regardless right is it matter right. what are you providing it or is lifelock providing it yeah let's go to the other side of the coin now uh yeah talk about the benefit of the uh, of the bank uh i think listeners will know my passion because i've seen it work and change people's lives the passion of financial literacy in, in the communities particularly in low to moderate income communities um but talk about how banks can use this data uh, yep. and, and, and help the bottom line and help, uh, help their customers. So the way that our offers engine works is essentially the community bank works with us to create a rules engine off of the 200 or so credit attributes that we get access to when somebody pulls their credit report. Mm-hmm. Some of those attributes are utilization on cards, credit score, obviously, um, hard inquiries, open trade lines, such as an open mortgage trade line, how many credit cards, all these different things, right? And so what we do is we run queries on all these data points and we'll create a persona based on those specific queries. So I'm looking for people at the bank who have less than 550 credit score because for those people, I want to offer them a credit counseling service. I want to look for people who have at least one open mortgage trade line with a score of 675 or above with that trade line being open for at least five years. Great. I want to offer those customers a refinance on their home. I want to look for people who have multiple credit cards that may need a consolidation loan. So now let's think about what are the different scenarios that we offer? What are the products that we offer? And then work backwards based on the credit reports of our customers to then offer them the right product at the right time. And it doesn't always have to be a product. It can be an action, right? We're working on even getting to a point where I can provide content to somebody based on their financial situation. So talk to them. Go go there, Jacob. (laughs) Go there. Well, There's a company called EverFi out there that is a content resource center for community banks and and other banks, right? They they work with all FIs. And so our API couldn't talk to their API in theory, Mm -hmm. where if somebody falls into a persona, which could be, let's call it first time home buyer, not only could I offer them our mortgage rate, but I could also then offer them an article on first time home buying. It, it works in the same way. So that's where I think we want to take the offers engine, which is using data to just tie it to an open action. That action could be content. That action could be a phone call. That action could be a product offer. Um, but we know it's relevant because we're seeing it in the data. And, th- and it's not hard to, so there's a lot of AI that goes on out there. It's yeah. AI, machine learning, and we're looking at millions of transactions. That's a lot more confusing to someone than, oh, yeah, we read their credit report. And based on their credit report, we know that this is a relevant activity because bankers live in credit. 
That's what they do. It correlates directly with the way that they're underwriting. So it's a lot more easy to understand for, um, you know, these banks out there of, of how the offers engine works. Mm-hmm. Well, and think about uh, on that marketing side, you know, like you said the six, 675 and higher trade lines, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Think about the effectiveness of your marketing campaign when you can start, uh, start with the credit score, start there, you yeah. know? Um, you know, so, I mean, at some point, you know, debt to income, that the income, uh, is kind of, you know, there, there, there's, that's in there at some point, but you can think about how effective your RO, your, your, your marketing campaign on that is. And on the other side of that coin, think about the CR, the, the CRA impact of taking the five fifties and saying, Hey, look, we offer this credit counseling program. Come, come, come help. We want to help you. I mean, no, I, I get at some level, nobody wants to be the bank of the 550 credit scores, but at the same time, you kind of well, have it, to figure out a way to do something with them. You know? If it's your community, right, then it's, there you it's, go. it's up to you to serve that community, especially with the CDFIs we, we work with. Exactly. What they've done is they've taken this product, the array product, and called it whatever they want, right? Because we're all right. white labeled. So let's right. call it uh, Ponce Bank is a great example. Ponce Bank is putting this on their website for anyone to access these tools. Wow. That's so cool. that's being used as a customer acquisition tool because now I'm not, I don't have an account with Ponce. I go mm-hmm. on their website. I log in and set up an account for credit monitoring and identity protection. And great. Now Ponce knows one, I'm engaging with their brand and two, all the attributes of my credit report so they know how to actually serve me. Right. Right. And you, so, you mentioned this. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, bud. No, I'm, I'm just saying like the way that I think about it when I meet a bank is, okay, bank, tell me a little bit about your digital banking strategy. And they'll say, oh, we work with Bano, we work with Q2 or, you know, whoever that might be. And then it will be like, okay, let's go one step deeper. Tell me about your overall banking strategy. And then once we start to hear things like, well, you know, mortgages are slowing down a little bit, but um, we're actually thinking of ramping up our indirect auto business or, um, you know, we do a ton of personal lending or whatever that might be. That's where I need to tie our product back to because the digital banking part of the conversation should be easy since we've gone out and integrated with all the digital banking providers that serve community banks. Yeah. Man, I just, I, I love it from both angles. I love it from both angles. And you mentioned the CDFIs. I mean, I've, I've, the ones that I've worked with as well, like have an amazing financial literacy program. I mean, it's been kind of rehashed and rehashed uh, through, with the regulators. They have one catered to it. Man, the, the strength you can do in these low to moderate income areas armed with the data, armed with being able to say, man, look, I did a financial literacy class uh, with partnered with my former bank and, and, and Southern Bank Corps. And yep. we always had in that class, go to angleReport.com, free angle report, <laughs> and go bring it back. And then let's sit down and, and, and talk about it. Why on earth am I sending them somewhere else to do that? And let the big boys and girls get in there and get my, these people's data and they're getting flooded. Well, that's what credit. Yeah. That's, that's what credit karma is, is going to do, which is yeah. like, when they go and check their credit, report, which by the way, credit karma has got a fantastic product for consumers like the the community banks are competing directly with that fantastic product because when they go out there 
Credit Karma is either going to sell them a Credit Karma checking account, which that exists, or funnel them into the Bank of America's Capital Ones and Chime Banks of the world. Yeah. So to now do this and take this you know, internally at the bank is a defensive play, but also an offensive play because of the data that you are now getting access to. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm glad my listeners got to listen in on that conversation, man. I appreciate you rolling with the punches on doing an un, a completely unscripted podcast, but I knew you and trusted you on it, man. <laughs> and, uh, you know, J- Jacob's a true believer like, like we are here about being able to take that kind of tech and put it in the hands of the community bankers. And that's that's why that's why I like talking to him. That's why I brought him on the on the show today. So Jacob, tell us how they can reach out to you or, or learn more about Array. Yeah, you can go to our website, array.com. You can also add me on LinkedIn. I'm I'm a pretty big uh, LinkedIn user. So you can just add me, message me if you have any questions. Byron can also connect us if if you want to reach out to him as well. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it doesn't matter if you're just curious about how it works or you know, this is something that you really want to talk about bringing on to the bank. We're always happy to have conversations. Um, and we've got integrations with Q2, Bano, um, CSI and others. So if you want to ask us if, you know, we're pre-integrated into your core digital banking provider, then um, we can answer that question for you as well. And knowing Jacob, if knowing Jacob like I do, if it's not listed, it will be, if they're not, it will uh-huh. be soon. Very uh, soon. Let's let's not get uh let's not get ahead of ourselves. We we will be absolutely transparent here at Array, and and if it is something that we're working on, um, you know, we we won't make any promises that we can't keep. Just give. But, uh, he can't say it. I'll say it. Give him time. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's, that's right. right. We all have to be patient. That's right. That's right. Jacob, thanks again, buddy. I'm looking forward to uh to watching y'all. And uh, man, come on back to the show anytime. Thank you, Byron. We got to hang out in person soon. Hey man, I'm down, especially with you where you live, man. I I, I love there. We're, we're a lot better temperature here. We, there, we can we can give a little plug to the Vincent Summit. Are you going to that conference in Little Rock? Uh, it it kind of depends. I'm in the middle of moving and buying and selling a house, and right. so I can't see past the first. Part Did your bank that. know that? Uh, uh, yeah, my, yeah, I know. I, I don't know if my current bank did, but my mortgage broker that I used at my former bank did. She's great for personal friend. Just build, look, man, just building relationships inside the bank, you know, and just when they move, she, she's my go-to. So understood. Good deal. All right, man. I will, we got to end the podcast. We're going to start putting personal business out there. So let me, let me, let me, let me close it down. But man, See thank you, Byron. You, man. appreciate it. Well, that wraps up our episode for today. Thank you for listening. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss out on the latest episode. We'd also appreciate a five-star rating as well, as that will help get the content out to more listeners. We appreciate ICBA Securities for their sponsorship, and if you would like to know more about quality investment products, services, and education at competitive prices, check out their website at icbasecurities.com. And finally, if you don't follow Barrett on our social media platforms, be sure to check us out on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook to stay up to date with all the cool new things that we've got coming up. And as always, from Memphis, Tennessee, the home of banking, blues, and barbecue, thanks again for tuning in, and we hope you have a great day.